Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I will be talking with a friend, Eleanor Silverberg, who is a grief expert and 3A coping strategist in private practice here in Richmond Hill. In her private practice, Eleanor applies the 3A coping framework that she developed to address adversity and loss. Welcome, Eleanor. Thank you, Marge. Nice to be here. Yes, I am so glad we found the time to to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. So let's get started. Eleanor, can you please tell us a little about yourself and what training you've had to be a grief expert and coping strategist? Well, grief started in my life very early. I... Um, Uh, It's really rooted in my childhood because I'm a child of Holocaust survivors. My parents' uh, family, most of the family perished in the war. And uh, so I am very familiar with grief from a very early age. And I became intrigued with it, especially in my university years. I did a lot of research on grief, and particularly my interest, uh, which makes sense given my history, is is in non-death-related losses. In my private practice, I work with people who are dealing with grief due to death, but also grief due to other circumstances. And um, now in my education, I got my BA in psych, uh, uh, um, MSW, um, Master of Social Work. So I'm a social worker, and uh, I got a certificate in bereavement education. So I have formal education as well as personal education. Okay, very good. Thank you for 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 saying that and giving sort of framing what you're all about. And I, I wanted to ask you the question about grief. Like it, it, it is, you think of grief, you think of what happens when someone dies, but it is much more than that. It, correct? it definitely is. And I'm glad that you recognize that, March. Okay. So are there indicators that people need help in dealing with grief? I would say there are visible indicators and non-visible indicators. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody who... <clears throat> who has just, let's say, death is the most common that people relate grief to. Mm -hmm. Let's say somebody dies, Mm -hmm. and the reaction that you see from the person is like nothing happened. Uh, People would call it denial, Mm -hmm. but like nothing happened. So some people would get worried about that kind of indication that as though nothing had happened. And for a long time, they're like that. Um, Also, uh, going into isolation, withdrawing is an indicator. How people are functioning, are they able to work? 
uh, are they, uh, how's their mood? There's, so there, there are a number of indicators you can look at. Okay, you know that that's very interesting. Uh, so to deal with uh, to deal with grief, you've devised the three A coping framework. Please explain. Okay, um, the three A coping framework. To explain it, I'd have to go over a number of years because. It has evolved since around 2007 when I wrote an article for actually healthcare providers, and it was uh, published in the Omega Journal of Death and Dying. Uh, it was in, and it was introducing. It was called uh, introducing the three A grief intervention model for dementia caregivers. It was also specific for dementia caregivers. So it's kind of gone full circle in that it it went, it, it was addressing, targeting healthcare providers as an intervention for um, uh, dealing with loss for dementia caregivers. And then it went out to people that were caregiving other other. Uh, uh, illnesses, not just dementia, MS, schizophrenia, anywhere where there that where you lose the person who is ill, and there's a grief that occurs, um, and then and then it went straight to the family caregivers, uh, uh, and not just healthcare professionals. And when I say it's gone full circle. I'm saying that because now I am working on it. There's nothing really formally planned, but I'm I'm in the midst of working on going back because I just did uh, a workshop. I, I have been doing workshops for healthcare professionals mm -hmm. in, in, in um, addressing loss through the 3A coping framework. Uh, and uh, I just did a four-week online, but now I I'm going to broaden that education out more to uh, uh, healthcare professionals. Okay, can you tell us a little more about the three A's? It stands for assertive. I forget. So oh, tell me about no. that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I know. Uh, somehow there's got to be a way to remember it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's acknowledge the, the three components of addressing loss of the three A's is acknowledge, assess, assist. And stated the most simply, it's not like step one, step two, step three either, but it's acknowledge the, the loss, acknowledge reality, that involves loss. So acknowledge, assess the impact that the, that this context has, and assist with strategies. I often say assist with whatever helps, because sometimes it can be something very small that helps. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are in in the three, within the three A coping framework, the assist. Uh, component consists includes other 
approaches like mindfulness, like cognitive reframing, like uh, like compassion. So there, so it, it it's very eclectic. It's 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 a common sense type of approach. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, yeah. quite interesting. I have read your books, and I just forgot what <laughs> the yeah. all three A's were about. But yeah, yeah. helping people. Um, and I think you know, there's so much talk now about how healthcare providers really need assistance. So I'm glad that you are working with them. I think that's so so important. Yeah, it's really gone full full circle because that's how I started out with health and then i brought it to family caregivers and 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 then it, it it even broadened out more to not only go to caregivers it also goes to anybody that mm-hmm. is experiencing any kind of loss mm-hmm. like uh, in my private practice i've got clients that deal with job loss mm-hmm. relationship loss so it's uh, it could be people who are aging and retiring and having a hard time adjusting to a trans a life transition. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really uh, broadened out quite widely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've uh, we've acknowledged your first day that grief can mean a lot of a lot of things. So yeah, I think this awareness exactly. is exactly. is uh, very good. So, and you have written it's a couple of books, correct? I've written three books in in total. Mm-hmm. The book I'd like to talk to you about in today. I can talk to you about is the uh, because it features it really strongly features the three A coping framework is the book Keeping It Together: How to Cope as a Family Caregiver without losing your sanity. So uh, in, in this book, um, it's, it's a hands-on book. It's, uh, uh, um, and, and, and it's got 12 practice exercises in it. So people, and it ha- has uh, caregivers that are giving their own accounts of the you know the, the their situation yeah. so it it's a strength enhancing book that it stands out because not many books for caregivers really address the grief the losses and the grief and this book takes a a really lot of space that that does cover that because it impacts on a caregiver's ability to provide care and it impacts on their well well-being. Mm-hmm. And what I have found when people come to me is that the idea of experiencing loss really resonates with them. So work I do work from a loss perspective. And it really I think that's what attracts people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very interesting. And uh I'm I think Congratulations on writing three books, and I hope maybe you'll have yeah. a fourth one in the in the works. Yeah, and I'll certainly will put uh, links. Yeah, at some point the there will be a fourth one. <laughs> I thought so. Okay, and in the podcast notes there will be links to purchasing your books, just and in, in investigating yeah, yeah. them more. So yeah, all the books are on the same page on the website ellenarsilverberg.com. 
got that. Okay. Uh, you have an upcoming one-hour webinar on March 1st. Can you tell yeah. us about that? Okay. The webinar is, um, it, it's, it's, I felt the need to really address guilt because guilt is such a prominent emotion that, uh, like, I know, okay, I do specialize in working with caregivers, but it, this is not just for caregivers, for anybody who does experience guilt, because it can, it can drive your behavior to, you know, in, 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 in a negative way. And so this, um, this webinar is to really, you know, acknowledge, assess and assist how to deal with your guilt and, and strategize so that you, you, it, it doesn't uh, take over your life. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and so you, you can be calmer, you can be, um like it, it, it when when you are um in guilt you you can be have a tendency to ruminate you lose touch you you're you're not mindful like all those things so bringing all those things back where you know you can think more clearly not ruminate you know and and be more mindful so um yeah so okay. that that's what in that uh, webinar. Okay. Can you give some examples of things that you, you're finding people feel guilty about? Well, it's, it's always putting another person first. Hmm. Okay. Before you. Okay. Okay. So it, it, that's probably the easiest way I can say it without going into, you know, okay. Uh, you know, uh, 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 a rampage <laughs> of talking okay. about it, of talking about it, but it it is really uh, where you feel guilty that you're not doing something for somebody else. For instance, mm -hmm. caregivers feel guilty when they make time for themselves. Yep. Yep. Okay. I got that. Okay, and I, I will put a link directly to this webinar. It's one hour. It's um, uh, there's a nominal cost for it, and now, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm gl very glad that you're doing that. Okay, uh, you. looking at your website, I was reminded that you really like butterflies. There are lots of images of butterflies on your website. Yeah, yeah. I know a fair amount about butterflies, and I think I know why you've chosen that this image but can you explain why you have this thing with butterflies um yeah it's it's kind of natural really but uh, I would say the words that that come to me related to my work and and related to butterflies that are similar mm -hmm. is self-care transforming mm. safety and empowering i'll start with empowering because some people don't really may not really know this that um 
the once the butterfly is ready to leave the cocoon and come out, it has to do it on its own. If 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 it receives any help or or whatever, it, it will die. Mm-hmm. It cannot do it. Uh, it. It has to do it by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's similar to to people transforming out of you know changing their lives they i mean yes you can get help but the work has to be done by the person who is changing mm-hmm. okay you know? so that that is empowering and and acknowledge assess assist works in that way because it's empowering because it has people able to monitor themselves the objective of that of the full framework is so that they they can uh, they can uh, um, monitor themselves with awareness. With okay. Awareness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to add though, like for I'm thinking of a cocoon. It does need to be in the right environment. It can't be too hot, too cold. So what's around it? How is important, but there is this inner transformation. I like that. So um, yeah, I was and also was- uh, the safety aspect of it is that, like in 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 uh, keeping it together, I write a lot about the cocoon because the, I I I actually called keeping it together a cocoon in the form of a book, so that for transformation mm-hmm. and. Um, and and because it's so important to feel safe and comfortable, like when you're grieving, it's so important to feel safe and comfortable and be and allow yourself to cocoon yourself. Allow that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I yeah. no, I like that metaphor very much. So thank you for that. Okay. Is there anything else that you wanted to add, Eleanor? Any other comments? Well, I think that, you know, I I, you know. I brought out some prominent points um, as far as uh, uh, my work goes in private practice. I I really want to emphasize that even though I specialize in helping family caregivers who are having difficulty coping, I also help people who are not caregivers mm-hmm. and they're they may be experiencing some other kinds of loss that they need to address and 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 the 3a coping framework uh what i do is i help people through i'm kind of like a coach and guide mm-hmm. and and i hope the the objective is to empower my clients okay and and you do offer a like a free 20 minute consultation that's right oh yeah consultation. it's on the website yeah yeah, yeah. okay so that that's important to know people should reach out if they think there's there's a need so i i yeah. encourage people to do that okay now i do end podcasts with the guest response to the same question and the question is Name one thing you really like about this community. Well, Marge, I have been in this community for so long that it's like it's my home, right? Mm-hmm. The community. But I've met so many wonderful people and diverse people. 
Mm. This community is so diverse, and uh, I'm I'm very happy about that because it's it's nice to learn about other people's culture. They're 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 uh, uh, just that, and and that it doesn't matter if you're uh, you know from a different culture mm-hmm. either. Yep. Very good. Okay. I like that answer. Other people have given me the same. And because I think that is one great thing about living here in Richmond Hill in this community, uh, community beyond is that we are so fortunate to be with uh, diverse, not just how we look, not just the foods we eat, but even how we think. And again, I think that's uh, that's so, so important. So thank you for saying that. So again, I encourage everyone to check the podcast notes. Lots of good links in there. Please uh, consider getting in touch with Eleanor. And uh, again, thank you, Eleanor, for taking the time to do this podcast. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at marge, M-A-R-J, at margeandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected.